week, Dr. Guy uh, made reference to a theological textbook by Winfield, Warfield, excuse me, Warfield, and um, he gave it to me with the promise that I would make uh, copies of the chapter that he referenced. Uh, I did peruse it quickly, uh, and you can't do it quickly. It takes some serious reading. But I have about 25 copies if anyone is interested in that, and I'll leave it uh, here if you want to pick one up on the way out. Well, for our prayer this morning, I'm going to read to you from Psalm 90, and it is inscribed on the top, A Prayer of Moses, the Man of God. So, uh, as is customary, we can pray the Psalms back to God, and let's do that in a spirit of prayer as I read this. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest human beings to destruction and say, Return, children of humans, for a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. You carriest them away as with a flood. They are as sleep. In the morning, they are like grass which grows up. In the morning, it flourishes and grows up. In the evening, it is cut down and withers. We are consumed by your anger and by your wrath, and we are troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee and our secret sins in the light of your countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be eighty years, yet it is their strength and labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? Even according to your fear, so is your wrath. So... Teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent you concerning your servants. Satisfy us early with your mercy, that we may be rejoicing and be glad all of our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us, and all the years that we have seen evil. Let your work appear unto your servants and thy glory unto their children and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yes, the work of our hands, establish it. Amen. Come on in, you're not late. <clears throat> we have a fantastic and special guest to teach us and speak with us today, and I'm going to let Zev Rosenberg introduce him. When John and I were taking counsel for how this was going to work, one thing that I knew we absolutely had to have was a representative from the local Muslim community to give us some insight into uh, the local situation in terms of uh, Muslim-Christian relationships here in Canton and Stark County. 
and I called my fellow interfaith interlocutor of many years, Rabbi Spitzer, and asked him if he could recommend somebody, and he told me about Imam Jafar Juma, and I am so glad that he did so. Um, Imam Juma is the Director of Education and Principal for the Islamic Society of Northeastern Ohio and leads uh, assemblies, mosques in both North Canton and Canton, correct? <laughs> Only North Canton. Okay, but you know, we, we'll, 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 we'll uh, go ahead and own that uh, other political subdivision just north of here. Uh, <laughs> And um, I am so glad that he is here. One thing I especially want to thank him for is agreeing to come and speak during the month of Ramadan. As many of you may know, during the entire lunar month of Ramadan, one is not permitted to eat or drink anything from sunrise to sundown. And I once, when I was the chair of the Diocesan Commission on Interfaith Relations for the Episcopal Diocese of Ohio, I decided while we were meeting that Ramadan fell during that period and I would try in solidarity with my Muslim brothers and sisters to observe Ramadan as well. And I had no idea how hard it was. Um, so I salute you, and uh, especially I salute you for coming and joining us and for bringing your views here and your insights and speaking to us, especially during this time. Imam Jafar Juma. morning. Uh, before I start, as, uh, as has been mentioned, um, the topic I'm going to talk today is uh, Christian-Muslims relation here in Stark County. And we are talking only in Stark County, we're not talking about the whole maybe United States of America or maybe the world uh, in general. But before I start, uh, up there it's written, welcome, salam alaikum. I want to explain salam alaikum a little bit, not translate, because people just translate it and say assalamu alaikum means peace be upon you. That's only translation, but what does it mean actually? Uh, yes, translation is peace be upon you. Salam means peace, alaikum you, upon you. What does it mean? If I'm telling you salam alaikum means peace be upon you, I want you to be in peace in everything. If you're hungry, you're not at peace. If I, uh, I come behind you, and stab you or do anything, you're not at peace. If uh, I do anything to harm you, after I tell you, Salam Alaikum, you're not in peace. So I'm against my words that I have already spoken. By doing anything that is against your wish, against something that you are, will make you happy. So if I tell you, Salam Alaikum, I shall tell you everything or do everything to you that will make you happy and that you will be in peace. So that is actually, in short, how it means by saying Salam Alaikum. So that's our greeting. Uh, we say that, uh, but I have uh, been telling some people, even Muslim, that, hey, guys, you just speak this word. You don't know what it means because if you backbite somebody, he's not at peace. If you uh, slander somebody, he's not at peace, even if he doesn't know. Uh, so we say, Salam alaikum, peace be upon you, and that's what I wish to you. 
uh, today and the days uh, to come. After that, as I mentioned, uh, my topic that I've uh, been uh, assigned today is um, Muslim-Christian relations here in State County. And uh, first of all, I'm not, uh, my English is not my first language. And uh, I have used the word relations since English is actually a second language in the country I, I, I came from. I came from a country that called Tanzania, is in East Africa. It was colonized by British. So uh, uh, English is our second language because of them now. Uh, we, we, we picked English. It's like uh, uh, we used the English starting from uh, elementary school. And I used this word relation. But when I got this, uh, this topic, I had to go back to the dictionary and say, let me look at the word relations. <laughs> what does actually it mean? And uh, I learned that it is the way in which two or more people, groups, countries, etc., talk to, behave to, uh, toward and deal with each other. See, so I think that's the right meaning for what we are going to talk here today. So that, uh, uh, how we interact with each other, how are we? And here in Stark County, I can say that Muslims and Christians' relations are nothing short of fabulous so far. I, 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 that's what I can say. And I'm going to explain a little bit about that. Now, this what I'm saying that it is fabulous, it is excellent, it is wonderful, is only when it comes to community levels, like church, church, uh, not like a person uh, and, and another person. Uh, why I'm saying that? Because on individual basis, on individual basis, we know there is, uh, we, we, you know better, if there is any Muslim or person, you guys, you know, if there is any Muslim out there, or if there is any person who claim to be a Muslim, because it can happen that a person say that I am a Muslim, but he is not. Because being Islam or being Muslim is not only saying I am a Muslim or having an Islamic name. Somebody can be called Muhammad or Ibrahim or Ali, but he is not a Muslim. Uh, he might be coming from Egypt or Morocco or Saudi Arabia, but he might not be Muslim. Because Muslim is not a name or is not because my, my father or mother was a Muslim. It is about faith and action. These, things, these two things go together. You cannot have one and claim to be a Muslim. Say, I have a faith of Islam, but I don't do any action that Islam commands. You are not a Muslim. Let's say I'm doing actions that for these actions, Muslims do them. For example, praying five times a day, fasting Ramadan, but you don't have the faith, then you still are not a Muslim. These are two things that have to go together, just like left and right, uh, and night and day and all, all of those things. So, individually, you guys, you know, if there's any person whom you feel that this person claimed to be a Muslim, but why he doesn't like Christianity or he doesn't like Christians, I don't know any of that person here in State County. Now, they are, are we Muslim? Now, this is for you. Maybe you know somebody. I don't know. But we Muslim, sometimes, individually, individually or as a community have been approached with negative comments by people who we cannot say whether what is the religious background we know that uh, maybe they are uh, uh, native of here i cannot say that they are christian they are atheist they, they, it could be anybody 
Why? Because sometimes we receive at our uh, 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 worshiping place, we receive mails, for example, anonymously, uh, that the comments in it is like negative to what we believe and uh, uh, things like that. So we receive those. Sometimes we uh, met people individually, maybe at work, that will tell us negative comments. And uh, I have uh, an example of uh, one of my friends who is a Muslim. We worship together. He's a, uh, he's a, a doctor here in one of our hospitals here, Altman and, uh, and Mercy, who there was one person who refused to be treated by him because he's a Muslim. Uh, I have met uh, friends who, in school, they have been told negative, negative uh, words because of that, because of uh, their religion, especially women, because it is easy to identify women, Muslim women, because of how they wear hijab. And you know that this is a Muslim. It has happened uh, here in the county. But that's individual. We cannot say it is, he is a Christian. We don't know their de denomination. We don't know if they are or not, but that thing has happened. <coughs> so both individually and, uh, and uh, as a community, we have received, uh, for example, personally, I have received uh, mails in my house, uh, mail address uh, about I have this letter like this big uh, that all of it was about uh, negative comments about either me personally as well as our, uh, my, my, my congregation now is there an individual out there Muslim or non-Muslim who doesn't like or who hates Christianity I don't know anyone as I've mentioned but in my, in my own thinking there is so is there anybody outside here, out there, whether they are Muslim or non-Muslim, who say or who feel that they don't like these Christian people? I believe there is. And why I say that I believe there is? First of all, let me mention that any Muslim, any Muslim who understands his or her religion, because there are so many people who doesn't understand what Islam stands for or what it is, so any Muslim who understands his or her religion cannot have, he cannot or she cannot have any ill feeling or any negative thing about Christians and Christianity despite our, our differences in religion, such as, for example, well, we know, and it is written in our books in Quran, about the belief in Christianity, about the Trinity, uh, which we as Muslims, we don't believe in that. Uh, our belief is that there's only one God, uh, we believe in Jesus, uh, just the way he is, and for you, the way you believe in him. So we have differences in the beliefs. We have, and that's why we are different. That's what you are Christian, that's why we are Muslim, because of the differences. But as Muslim, we cannot have anything against Christianity. And I'm going to mention very few points. Uh, there are so many, but one of them is the Quran itself writes that. For example, in chapter number five, which is called Al-Ma'ida or table spread, Quran says that, and you will find the nearest of them in affection to the believers, those who say we are Christians. That is because among them are priests and monks and because they are not arrogant. So this is the Quran that says that. So, so sometimes you don't hear these verses being mentioned in TV or anywhere, people cherry pick what they feel that this is negative about Islam. You said Islam was spread by sword and these are fighters and you see, but things like this that are there in the Quran, you don't find people mentioning about them. 
but this is what is said. I just copy and pasted from the translation of the Quran and put it here. I didn't put any single of my word in here. So because of that, if we feel, if God that we follow say that, that you will find that Christians are people who are so close in love with Muslims, then why shouldn't we have anything against Christianity? If God himself said that, these are the people who are doing that. And why God says that? Because there are priests among them, and there are monks who actually they are not arrogant. They know what they are doing, and they follow it. Again, another point, another small point, we as Muslim and Christianity is that during the early time of, of, of Islam, and uh, as we know, Muhammad as a person was born and raised in Mecca. And uh, Mecca at that time, actually, the people who were there were, uh, were not Muslims or were not Christi Christians or were not Jews. Uh, they were people who were uh, worshipping uh, idols. So when Islam started, uh, there was a lot of um, opposition for Muhammad and his people. And they were so much, because there were very few, they were, and always this is, happens when people are very few, uh, it is easy to be persecuted when they are few. So that's what happened to them. And uh, when the persecution increased to the extent that so many were killed, Muhammad told his people, I want you to live in this country and move to the country that uh, is called Habash. Habash is the country that is now called Ethiopia. Why? He said, because in that country, there is a Christian king who is very just, and he'll take care of you. I know that he'll take care of you. So why? Look at, if you look at the map, and uh, see the distance. And at that time, we didn't have Boeing 787 Dreamliners. We didn't have uh, all this modern transportation. Uh, you have to walk in the desert using camels and horses. Uh, it is like 1,500 years ago. All the way from Mecca, crossing the Red Sea to Egypt and Djibouti and all other countries of Ethiopia. Why? Because in that country, there is a Christian king who is just. So that was not an easy thing. Just following a person who is a Christian because he's going to take care of them. Now, only these few points, I have so many of them, uh, but I, let's go on to that. We are uh, go on to what we are talking about here. So <clears throat> I, I, that's what I'm saying, that we as Muslim, if somebody understands what is actually Islam, he or she cannot have any negative or any ill feeling about any Christian, Christian person or Christianity in general. Now, let me say that if any Christian person or a Muslim person think that they deserve to be loved by all people of the world, then they, have, they haven't learned any serious lesson from any of their prophets, any of their... See, if you feel that everybody have to love me because I'm Christian, that didn't happen to Jesus himself. See, it, it didn't happen. They, they, they killed him the way you, you are saying, right? You see, so why they, do, they did that? Because they hated him. They didn't want him to do what he was doing. You see, so to me, I feel like that it is okay if there's one person here, one person there that say that, oh, I don't like uh, these Christian people. I don't like these Muslim people. It's okay because that's the, the thing that uh, made prophet our prophet Muhammad left Mecca and moved to Medina. And when he was leaving Mecca, the place where he was born, he stood in one of the uh, uh, mountains and said, Mecca, I love you so much. And if it is not because of my people, and normally it is your own people who do that. So if he said, 
If it is not because of my people who drove me away, I will never have left this city. He left there and moved to Medina and lived there for the rest of his life because of what he was doing. We know the same to the people like Moses, for example. Uh, the way he was with Pharaoh. And it is not because Moses was some, some person new to Pharaoh. Actually, Pharaoh raised him, as we know in the stories. But what he came up with, then uh, Pharaoh said that, oh, Musa, Moses, this is something that I cannot take. So in, in our religion, there are these five, we, we call them prophets. There are these five prophets, we call them in Arabic term, Ulilazm. Uh, this Ulilazm are no, no, Abraham, Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad. Why we call them Ulilazm? We call them this because they received the most resistance from their own people, from what they were doing. Uh, the resistance that they received from people was like the maximum. So, <coughs> again, <coughs> as a community now, what I was talking about was uh, <coughs> individual basis. So, in individual basis, that's, that's, that's the truth I believe in, that there are people, uh, maybe there are Muslims or people who claim to be Muslim, they said maybe negative things about Christianity. I have mentioned that if a Muslim knows what, is, what actually is in his religion, he cannot do that. He's not supposed to do that. Uh, but this thing happens. It happens sometimes in politics. Uh, some people, these are this uh, group, uh, maybe he's a Democrat, you don't like them because of that. He is a Republic, I don't like because of that. Uh, maybe some people don't like the president. Maybe some people don't like their managers at work. There, it happens, some people doesn't like their own brothers uh, at home. It happens. Parents and kids and their children doesn't like each other. That's normal thing. And our, our, our Quran shows lots, lots of example. The one I can give, for example, is the example of, uh, example of Jacob and his sons, as well as Joseph. Uh, they, 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 uh, they sold their own brother uh, because they didn't like him. Why? Because they felt that their father loved him so much more than themselves. So this is the thing that as individual basis, uh, let's not worry about them. What to worry about is as a community. And I've mentioned that as a community, there is nothing uh, between Christianity, I, uh, I know, as well as Islam, but love and friendship. Why I say that? For example, myself, I have been invited and visited so many of uh, churches and, uh, uh, and uh, speaking groups and colleges and universities by uh, Christians to talk about anything, some, most of the time, about Islam, what it is, uh, what you guys believe in, and uh, things like that. We have uh, had so many successful interfaith programs. For example, in Habitat, we... Uh, partnered with uh, Christians here uh, last year and we built a house for somebody. Uh, so we, we did that. We participate every time, uh, all, every year in Hunger Walk together as interfaith group, uh, not like just as Islamic, but interfaith group. We participate in so many of the round tables. And also, we welcome any others that are there, that uh, interfaith groups that are there that we don't know uh, that are ready to partner with us into doing something that will be beneficial for our community, for our people here in Stark County. Also, we have wel I have welcomed so many students who are doing their either first degrees or masters or PhD in our place of worship, asking some questions in which they have to write academic papers 
about Islam or about religious uh, things. Uh, so they have been coming to our place of worship. They've been asking for, uh, for so many questions about, and we have been ready all the time uh, to work with their own schedule that they have. Uh, sometimes I have to cancel mine to welcome people to come in. You see, so sometimes I'm at work, I have to take a vacation, uh, uh, two-hour vacation to welcome somebody because he has a question that he wants answers. So that has happened. And also we have had, uh, in our place of worship in North Kenton, we, had, we have had uh, two open houses uh, that has been so successful because many of uh, you guys, uh, especially non-Muslim, because we have, we have been inviting only non-Muslims in those uh, open houses. And they have been like coming in like hundreds. So one was uh, this last April. The other one was uh, last year. I think it was January of, 50, of 2015. So we do that. And you guys are coming in when you're coming in, in there. And the way you interact with, with us, uh, the way you ask your questions and everything, we feel like there's nothing uh, but love. So I believe, I believe there are people who call them, themselves Muslims who do these bad things in the world, as we see what is going on in the world today. Uh, there are terrorist attacks. There are all these kind of things. So there are these people who, as I've mentioned, I want to use the word who call themselves Muslims. I'm not saying that they are Muslims, because we know, uh, for example, for myself, I know what Islam is and what it commands, and I cannot say uh, that the person who do any of these atrocities is actually a Muslim. Why? For example, the Quran writes, when the Quran is talking about the, uh, the story of uh, the two sons of Adam, Abel and, Kabel, and Cain, when that story is mentioned, and when it shows that this person killed his own brother because of whatever reason that they were having, God said that because of that, we have written that any person who killed a soul. Now, it doesn't say that any person who killed a Muslim or who killed a Christian or who killed a Jew or who killed an atheist. It say a soul. You see, any person who killed a soul without a due reason, because there are acceptable reasons. That for this, you, we cannot accept you to, uh, to be a serial killer, for example. You see, so if a person, and this I'm taking again direct from the Quran, if a person kill a soul without a due reason that that person should be killed, it is as if he has killed the whole mankind. So not only you have killed one person, just for you to kill one soul, it is as if you have killed the whole mankind. How serious is that? And if a person made a person live for any reason, for example, somebody was dying of hunger and you did something to make his life much better. You have, uh, you, you have uh, made that person live instead of dying. So, and if any person make a person live or help a person to live is as if he has helped the whole mankind. And you did this to only one person. So these are the lessons that for us we take them seriously. So I am mentioning that I believe these people who call themselves Muslim who do these bad things. That doesn't mean that these people are Muslim or it doesn't mean that these people, the Islam commands that. It doesn't mean Islam commands that. So Islam is being blamed. The blame, the blame is thrown to the Islam itself as a religion, not to these people. And we know that in every community there are people like that. 
See, so it is not just because uh, whatever is happening in the world, uh, if, you, if, you, if you read on the, on the statistics, for example, of this country, more people are dying or are being killed by, for example, uh, other people uh, than we, we, uh, Muslims. And there are reports of FBI that shows that actually the number of people being uh, killed uh, by, by terrorism is much more smaller than the number of people killed by any other uh, uh, issues out there in the community. Now, <coughs> another thing that uh, I would like to mention is that there have been so many of these kind of, uh, of, uh, of uh, things happening. For example, I learn sometimes, or you watch in the movies, or you hear about, for example, mafia, for example. And these people, uh, we hear them. I have never been in, uh, in contact with one of them, not at least that I know. <laughs> but I know these people, are, these things are there. But you cannot say that maybe these, this is Christianity. So when it happens to Islam, the problem is when it happens that the person, that person is Muslim, then it is Islam that is being blamed. When it happens in any other religion, it is not the religion. It is a person. So what actually we as a Mus Muslims in Star County want or uh, would like to see is that if anything of this happens, it should be onto that person, not onto the religion itself, because it doesn't actually command that. Yes, for example, in, our, in, in the Quran, you may find verses, for example, that you may find disturbing. You may find them. And even in a constitution, for example, of a, of a country, you may find maybe a clause that says that maybe somebody should be killed. People are taking just a part of the whole verse, and because it says something about kill, then, oh, these people are killers. See? So sometimes you, people are taking that thing because we, as Muslims, we are the ones who understand the book more than, like, for example, you, you understand the Bible more. See? So... There are explanations, and these things happen, some of them, for example, during the early time when actually there were war. So, for example, right now, uh, if, uh, uh, if, for example, it's an army fighting in the front line, and there is an enemy that you didn't kill, and that enemy comes and kills your troop, you can be court-martialed up here. Why you did that? You see? So, those verses were coming at that time because, really, there were war. There were, people were fighting. And war is not that always, uh, it is something that only happened to Muslims. Uh, all people of all countries have been fighting all over since uh, the time we can remember. <laughs> History shows that, and nice movies in Hollywood, is, what are the nice movies, the best one of them, that are uh, uh, blockbusters about war? See, so these are the things that happened at that time, but it is not that Islam is always about War Islam, is, as we've mentioned, is about peace. But sometimes peace, in order to have it, then you have to fight. That's why we went to Afghanistan, we went to Iraq, looking for that, looking for peace. Now, Islam, as a religion, if followed, if followed as it is supposed to, then it is still commands for two things, peace and love. And that's what we understand, we as Muslims, and that's what we learn in, in, in our book. And that's why. That's why at this particular time, as I've mentioned, we are fasting. And what is the purpose of fasting? It's not just to stay hungry from uh, 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 morning to like uh, sunset. 
And actually, it is not from sunrise. As I mentioned, I'm correct a little bit. It is from dawn. And dawn, actually, right now, it is here in, 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 in Star County, it is from 4.15. So it is around 4.15 a.m. up to, it is, I think, 8.58 today. So you stay without food or drink during that time. Now, so many people, what they understand is that it's only about staying without eating and drinking from that time from dawn to, to sunset. Actually, it is not. It, it is not only about eating. It is about so many things. Eating are what is seen that we normally eat. But fasting actually involves so many things. First of all, there's no also intimate relations. That's another thing. You cannot have any relation even with your wife, spouse. No, no, no. Away. You keep it away. Another thing, you cannot be angry. So you can do anything to me and I'm not supposed to be mad. <laughs> if you are mad, you are not fasting. Another thing, you're not supposed to lie. Don't tell lie at that time. You are, you are lying, you are not fasting. Another thing is that you cannot slander or backbite anybody during that time. So all these things involve fasting. And you don't do any of this, then you are not fasting. You're just staying hungry. You see? So all these, what are the purpose of it? What are the purpose of it? The purpose of it is to remind us Muslims each year that we have a responsibility in the world. And our responsibility is first to be generous. God made people to be rich and others to be poor in purpose. Is for us, he is testing us to see if I give you money, what will you do? And what is your feeling about the person who doesn't have? If God had wanted, he'll make everybody of us rich. He'll make each one of us billigate. You see, but what's the purpose of that? You see, so he wants to see what are you going to be your reaction to a person who doesn't have it. You see, the, so being generous is part of being Muslim. And you find so many Muslims at this particular time, they are so willing to give so, many, so much. But I remind people all the time that, hey, this is just a reminder. When Ramadan is over, you, can, you have to continue doing that. If you see a person asking, I'm harmless or anything, what can you do to help that person? Another thing that Quran teaches, or this uh, Ramadan is teaching us, so fasting is... Uh, and by the way, we call it Ramadan, fasting Ramadan, but Ramadan is the name of the month. Because we have 12 months also, the lunar calendar is also 12 months, uh, but there's a difference, we, we don't, like, uh, it's not like January, February. Uh, this is another, another, another thing, maybe you can look uh, on uh, Google on the internet and look how they come in. It's only when moon is sighted is the month, and when is, the moon is sighted on the other time, after 29 days or 30, then it's another month. So we, we have names for them, just like January, February, March. So Ramadan is one of the name of that. Actually, Ramadan is the ninth month of the lunar calendar. Uh, the fasting itself is called Psalm. So that's called the fasting. So another thing what it teaches us is being kind to people and love people and know people for who they are. That's why I'm saying that if you are mad at somebody, even if he did something wrong to you, in here, uh, what if somebody if somebody uh, did something bad to you, then you return to, some, to, some, to him something for something good. Now I will mention something that Quran mentions about this. I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna go. I wanna give you a little bit of a few times maybe just questions if you have them. What I'm saying is uh, in the Quran it has been written that 
goodness and evil are not equal. And actually, I don't know, there's nobody with WhatsApp here with that we are connected together, but this is the verse I put in my profile because I like it. Evil and goodness are not equal. So repel evil with goodness. And if you do that, you may find that the person who was your worst enemy, he might become your best friend. So, so you don't, the Quran is commanding us that somebody can do evil. People are of different nature. Uh, somebody can do something harm to you. Don't return harm to them. If somebody does harm to you, return them with the goodness. Because these two things are not equal. And if you do that, your, best, uh, your, your worst enemy can be your best friend. So the Ramadan is teaching us all of these things, being generous, being kind, being patient, and love others, and take the human being as brothers, because we are all brothers. Uh, what we believe in our religion is that we all, despite differences in our colors, in our languages, uh, in where we're coming from, we are all descendants of Adam and Eve. And if that is true, then we are all brothers. It's only because generations and generations have passed it from Adam to us, we don't feel that way right now. So Quran is, right, is, is, uh, is writing to us and telling us that you guys, you are all coming from the same person. You are all brothers. So nobody is better than other just because of the color or the language and God made this on purpose because we may understand each other. And this is uh, 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 one of the chapters of Quran that is called Hujurat or the Chambers. Is talking about that, that, hey, uh, it is not because of color. And God is not looking about that. It's not because of money. It's not because of uh, the language that you speak. But God doesn't look at the body. He looks at the heart. And uh, we hope that our hearts be the hearts that are good. So, as I mentioned, in summary, what are the relationship of uh, relations, Muslim-Christian relations uh, in Star County? Generally, as a community, wonderful. Individual, I cannot see uh, what, what is in your heart. I cannot open it and look at it and say that, oh, uh, the way you are in your heart, brother or sister, this is how you are feeling. Uh, but outside, it is uh, fabulous. So this is my discussion. And uh, <clears throat> you would be able to answer a few questions? Yes, I will try. Yes, right. How, depending upon how hard they are. <laughs> yes. We'll give, you, uh, we'll give you some soft ones. Uh, we don't have to make the class last this long, but it usually lasts until mm -hmm. about, uh, well, when I'm teaching, it goes over every time. But <laughs> it's supposed to end about 10, 12. Okay. So, you okay with this? Yeah, I'm okay. Yes. I'm okay. Okay. Be beautiful. Okay. Nice, soft question. <laughs> I'm not known for soft questions. Does the book of Quran say anything about how to handle people who claim they're Muslim but do not act as Muslim? So, so for instance, as we look at the terrorists mm -hmm. who are claiming to be Muslim and you say clearly they are not because they would not be acting this way. Mm -hmm. As a Muslim, do you have a responsibility to address them or discipline them in any way? 
Now, first of all, we don't. We don't know why, because it is the law of the land that depends on what those people are going to be punished or what. Now, let me mention also that the Quran says clearly that you have to obey the law of the land. You see, so this is uh, chapter number three, uh, somewhere it mentioned about how to, you have to obey God and the prophet at the same time you obey the law of the land. You see, so if anybody does that, for us as a Muslim, somebody, for example, bombs somewhere hence the can't. What do you think Islam is going to do about him? Because he's, uh, he'll be in the FBI custody before you even know who is it. You see? So as the Quran, as the Quran, uh, there is so much. It's only to guide and to advise those people not to do that. And that is, been, is mentioned. But if somebody does that now, it is the law of the land that's going to take care of that. Just, just kind of as a clarification, mm -hmm. I'm referring to um, speech, intent. You know, if, if within the Muslim community someone finds out that somebody's talking about this or mm. doing this, does the Quran, obviously after they've broken the law, that's, it's oh. in the hands of the FBI. Mm. But, but prior to that, if, if people know what's going on. Now, if we know, who is it? Uh, because one of the things is that these people, is, I, if you read or learn about it, you don't know who is it. Because they're not going to say anything about what they are doing. They're not going to say that. What we do is to teach people what actually, and these people have to be coming to the mosque, they have to be in the Quran class or anything like that to be able to learn that. But many and most of these people, and not only these, even people who are good Muslims, they don't actually read the Quran. They just, our parents taught us this, uh, they follow what we found in, 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 from our parents, that what they taught us. So they don't sit down and read what actually the book says. You see? And if they don't come in, like for example, you have Bible classes. If they don't come in, then how are they going to know? We cannot go and take somebody from their house and grab him and say, you have to come and, and, and learn something. You see? So that's what is happening. How do you become an imam? <laughs> he wanted soft questions. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's just that people decide that, hey, you become one, uh, the community that you are leading. Now, for me, <clears throat> the first thing is that you have to understand the Quran. You have to, to understand reading it. See, because actually an imam, imam is an Arabic word that means a leader. Okay, that's, and what you lead actually is only prayer. You lead people in the prayer. That's it. That's your job. So doing that, you have to be able to read Quran in Arabic. And uh, <clears throat> I, I, I learned that. Nowadays, because it's a world of academic, people go to school for that. So there are universities that go, you go, you learn about Islamic. Uh, there are so much, just like science, there are so much to learn in Islam also. Uh, so there are universities everywhere that people go in and learn uh, Islamic religion, learn Quran, uh, inside out, learn prophets and everything. And later, because they understand so many things, they are able to make speeches and everything depending upon what the book says and, and everything. I mean, for me, actually, I never learned anything about that. I learned, but 
I, I went to what we call madrasas, Al-Quran, um, and uh, when I was in college, uh, I was uh, head of also of um, MSA, Muslim Student Association. I lead prayers up there, and uh, when I finished college, I went back home. Uh, I people just it, it just happened that hey, uh, we were looking for somebody. That was back when I was in Africa. I, Hey, we want somebody to help us um, just leading prayer, and we're going to test everybody here to see how good they are in the Quran. They tested me and said, we, we are, you, are, you are good. You, you can do that. <laughs> you see? When I came here in 2002, when I came to Stark County, we didn't have any place of, of, of worship. We were actually renting sometime YMCA just to pray Friday prayers. And then we sat down and decided that we need some place to worship, and uh, we rented a place in North Kenton, opposite our building, and uh, we didn't have nobody to be an imam. So anybody was doing it. And uh, one day it was my turn, hey, can you try? I say, no, I don't want to try. Please try. And no, I, I don't want to try. We, we, we want you to try. And I tried, and when I tried, they said, from now on, you'll be the imams. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what happened, and uh, that was from 2003 until today. So the main thing that you have to you have to ex, you have to exceed almost everybody in understanding the Quran and uh, memorizing it as well as good uh, recitation as as it's supposed to be in Arabic language. I don't say that I'm the best. There are so many good people, but everybody is kind of busy and. I don't want to do that, and I said, okay, if anybody, somebody has to volunteer doing this, and I did. I have two questions. Uh -huh. uh, the first is, do Muslims believe in the Adam and Eve story of original sin? We believe in the creation of Adam and the sin that he did when he was told by God, don't eat from this tree, and he did. Okay. That is written clearly in the Quran. Do... Uh, Muslims uh, honor the claim of the Old Testament that there is to come a Messiah. The, the who? Again? Well, does, do Muslims believe that uh, there is to come a Messiah, that there will be a Messiah who comes at some time? That who will come in the future? Yes. We, yes, we do. Okay. We do. You would be... We believe that that's going to be Jesus. Yep. Okay. Yeah. At some time in the future. Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Why don't you just flesh that out? Tell us a little bit more about that. Not a long story, but tell us how you view the end of human history <coughs> from the Quranic point of view. The, the end of uh, human history is that we will be living, we'll be marrying, getting kids, and, and in the end, this world will. Will, will disappear. And uh, the way it is is that we believe, as it's been written, now some of this is not written in the Quran as I'm speaking because it is in what we call the Hadith. That's another topic. Uh, it's the stories, narrations of Prophet. So this is where uh, the story of uh, Jesus coming back is being mentioned. And it is mentioned that before the end of the world, Jesus will come back again. And he will also say what he was, the same thing that he was saying before, uh, before he, he, he went away. So the same thing will happen, but still people won't believe in him because people won't know for sure that this was the Jesus that he was at that time. 
So there will be still no people, uh, so many people who won't believe in him at that particular time, just as it happened in the old time. Uh, but so many of the people who will have faith will believe in him. And after he left at that time, then the world will not have a longer time to, to be here. Uh, so that's, uh, in short, in summary, that's how it's going to be. Okay, we have... A couple of years ago, a Presbyterian seminary professor spoke here mm. to his class. And he stated he'd read the Koran through, I think, three or four times. And he contended that many so-called Muslims mm. really didn't understand the Koran and misinterpreted it. Mm -hmm. And my second question would be, ISIL, many of the terrorist, what we call terrorist groups, yes. in your opinion, are they have a corrupt interpretation of the Koran or just really don't understand it or have misinterpreted it for their own purposes? What I believe, the way I see what they are doing is that they have both, they misinterpret the Quran and they don't understand what is, and I don't even feel that they understand it. I feel that they are using it for their own purpose. Because look, look at how, who actually is affected by ISIL. It's mostly more than any other group of people. Uh, they kill more Muslims than any other group of people. And as I mentioned here during the beginning of my speech is that what God says about killing a soul. You see, so most of these people, they kill them for the reason that they are not there. You see, so for, for us, what we believe, and for every Muslim scholar, what they are saying is that these people are not actually Muslim, even if they think that they are. They are not. Because as I mentioned, Islam is not only about fasting, that I, I'm fasting. No. Islam is not about I'm praying. It is everything about you do uh, from the faith and everything about you do. And these people, what they are doing is not right. It's not right for the humankind all over the world. So we are being affected by that, by what they are doing, and we feel that we Muslims are being affected more inside and out because people feel that this is Islam that is doing that while it is not. So they, they bomb somewhere, and we here in Star County or any other place in Western world are, are, are being negatively affected because of the action of people that they are doing that we have no relation with. So what they are doing is not Islamic, and they are using it for their own purpose. Um, do you believe that if maybe more um, Muslim leaders and Christian leaders and maybe other religious leaders would get together and unite to spread the word that this is not a, a representation mm -hmm. of your religion, that maybe more people would feel at ease that are not even at ease more united against them? Actually, we welcome that. We did that, for example... Um, there has been like a demonstration here talking about that. People are saying that but the, the problem is that we don't get much time, for example, on TV, like other group gets. Uh, if uh, a Muslim is invited to speak in, in CNN, he'd just be questioned about <laughs> only those questions. You see, they, we don't get like uh, air time to explain what is Islam and what is doing and, uh, and things like that. So 
uh, what we use is channels that only talk about Islam, which other group of people don't even listen to them. You see, so uh, what I will suggest is that, yeah, that can help a lot. If we can have that, it can help. But we need people. The mic. It, yeah, it, it will help. That's what I'm mentioning. It will help a lot. But then, uh, again, what you learn now from TV, from political leaders sometimes, you see, it's against that. And it's like inciting more hate and things like if we can have leaders, for example, that who can be heard from CNN and NBC and, and those channels and oh, no, this is not, then at least it cools people down. But when you have uh, political leaders that don't do that and they do otherwise, then because they're being had more than us. So, it, it seems like our leaders, uh, some of our leaders are using it to create fear in order to manipulate and, mm -hmm. and distract people yes. from what's really going on in the world. And, and, and that's what we believe in. Like yeah. religion has been hijacked. Mm -hmm. And... We, if you go anywhere and learn what that way are saying, our religion have been hijacked. We use the same word, you see, because that's what is actually happening. That's what we believe in. See that it has been hijacked by people, and what you see is only what these people are doing, but you don't see what other people are doing underground. You know, we've had a discussion here about the word Sharia, mm -hmm. but the, what we, I, I'm confused because we hear about Sharia law, mm -hmm. which would include a father killing their daughter because she was raped. Mm -hmm. uh, those apparently are not real Muslims when, because of, of what you've talked about today, because they couldn't do that for that, have a daughter raped and then kill her because it, it puts a bad... Uh, talk about their family. Mm -hmm. First, let me mention a little bit about Sharia law, because uh, when you mention that Sharia, everybody is like, uh, now you're bringing some, something here. First of all, we don't call it Sharia law. Uh, we call it Sharia only, because if you say Sharia law, Sharia is an Arabic word that means law. You see, just a, a little bit of correction. Sharia is an Arabic word that means law. So if you say Sharia law, it's just a law law. You see, <laughs> but we understand when we just mentioned the word Sharia that it is Islamic law, uh, actually, and not Sharia law. Islamic law. Now, in Islamic law, as I've mentioned, first of all, even if somebody does something that has to be killed, you cannot just go in and kill yourself. It has to be to go onto the courts and being decided, just like you do stuff in the courts here. So you cannot just go and kill your daughter for any reason. Uh, just because you didn't like what he did. People are doing all kinds of bad stuff. You see, that maybe you feel that it's bad. For themselves, maybe they feel it is okay. Uh, we are not all perfect. Uh, I, one, one story I'll give it to, to you is the story that you know when Jesus uh, went to these people and said, this person had committed adultery, we have to stone him and said, whoever has not committed adultery, let him be the first to do that. So... I'm, I, I'm, as an imam, maybe I have something. Maybe it is not that, but I maybe have something that I'm doing that is against good command. I'm not perfect. And nobody is perfect. So we have all, all of us have something that it is against God. So when we take something that is a decision, maybe nobody has caught me doing that thing. When we caught somebody doing wrong thing, it has to go to the proper channels. 
and you cannot do it yourself as some people are doing. So again, that is not acceptable. It is not acceptable. First of all, there is nowhere in the Quran that says that if your daughter did this or that or that, you have to kill her. There is nowhere. You see, and uh, uh, I don't want to keep you here more with my talk, but when, uh, before the Islam started, they didn't like daughters at the time. Arabs didn't like daughters at the time. If, you give, uh, if uh, your wife gave the bath and it is a daughter, they kill her. So that was happened. And uh, Islam forbade that and said that there is nothing worse that a person can do than, do, than killing a daughter. Now, in our religion, it is mentioned the first thing that um, <coughs> mother, prophet was asked, who is best for, for me? Somebody went and asked him, who is the best for me to give him my, all of my like, kindness and love and everything? And he said, your mother. And this person asked, who else after that? And he replied, your mother. I want after that, your mother. <laughs> No, after that, your father. How many times he mentioned mother? Three times. Father, only one time. You see? So this is how it is. How about daughters? Prophet said this. If anybody has three daughters and he take care of them, teaching them, uh, making them good girls and everything, then we'll be like this together in the paradise, in the heaven. We are going to be with this, like this. Three daughters. Somebody asked, how about uh, two daughters? He said, and two daughters too. Somebody else asked, how about if I have only one daughter? And he said, one daughter too. So taking care of daughters is more meritorious in our religion than sons. See, so for us, having daughters is like, oh, I'm close to heaven. Just by having daughters. How, how about, can you how about when they her? turn 13? Huh? How about when they turn 13? <laughs> When you turn 13. When they become teenagers. When become teen Yeah, that's how we know that yeah. sons and daughters are. But that's when it actually it is. That's when it is even mandatory for a Muslim person to take care of the daughters. Because uh, at that time is they, they are growing up and uh, they want to be free. And whatever you tell them is like, uh, uh, you are not a good dad. So. <laughs> but. But we go through that. Everybody goes through that. But that doesn't mean that you have to be mad at them or uh, you have always to be there with them or for them. Okay. Well, I, we can't thank you enough for helping us, teaching us, mm -hmm. and being our new friend. So we thank him, please. And thank you. Uh, I'm sure he can talk for a few minutes if anyone would like to. And so uh, with that said, we'll see you next time. Uh, panel discussion next week. Uh, we will have Jewish, Muslim, Christian representatives. So this will be an exciting time to hear all kinds of new points of view. So hope you can make it. Thank you.